Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Tara Stingley, partner with Klein Williams in Omaha, Nebraska. Along with bringing you updates and critical events happening around the world, we're also fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground in jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients move through these difficult times. On the program, we span the globe with updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today, we're chatting with one of our members in Maryland. Joining us today on our program is Daryl McCallum, a partner at Shaw Rosenthal LLP in Baltimore, Maryland. And today, Daryl is going to share with us an update on vaccinations in the workplace in light of COVID-19. Daryl, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Tara? Good, thanks for being here. So we just passed the one-year anniversary of what many consider to be the start of the pandemic caused by COVID-19. And thankfully, vaccinations were developed in record time. They're being administered across the country. And certainly employers have a vested interest in keeping their employees safe and healthy and getting back to business as usual. So with that in mind, can employers require employees to be vaccinated before returning to the workplace? Well, there's a short answer and a long answer to that. First of all, the short answer is yes. The employer can mandate that vaccines be given before an employee returns to the workplace. And the EEOC has taken the position that employer mandates are legal so long as the employer makes exceptions for disability and also for religious objections as well, because those are two of the protected categories that employers are required to make reasonable accommodations for. The longer answer, however, is that the picture is a bit more complicated as we get into both the fact that there has been some legal challenge to the employer mandate for COVID vaccines based on the emergency use authorization statute that allows for the vaccines themselves to be authorized for use in the United States. Normally, the FDA goes through a more extensive process with respect to the approval of vaccines for use. However, under the emergency use authorization statute, the FDA is allowed to authorize the use of a vaccine that has not been fully tested when the benefits are deemed to outweigh the risks. And one of the things that is in the statute for emergency use authorization is that employees or people in general who are getting a vaccine must be informed of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product, of the consequences, if any, of refusing administration of the product, and of the alternatives to the product that are available and of their benefits and risks. So there recently was a lawsuit filed in the District of New Mexico, which challenges by which an employee who was an employee of a prison, a penal institution, has challenged the mandate that they receive the vaccine by their employer based on this emergency use provision that talks about the option to accept or reject or refuse administration of the product. And depending on how that lawsuit goes, it will be some guidance for any future challenges to the administration of an employer mandate 
on a vaccine before returning to the, the workplace. Interestingly, though, the EEOC in its guidance with regards to vaccinations did quote this very provision for the emergency use authorization, yet the EEOC still took the position that it's not prohibited for an employer to mandate the vaccine so long as it makes exceptions for religion and disability. So that is the longer answer. The longer answer is that, that you know, of course, we'll wait and see how this lawsuit goes. In addition to which, there have also been some legislative proposals in different state legislatures to prevent mandatory employer requirements for vaccination. However, to date, none of those legislative efforts have been successful. So we'll see what happens. But as of now, there is nothing that would prevent an employer from mandating that person take the vaccine. Now, as employment lawyers, we both routinely deal with wage and hour issues and thinking about what is compensable time that employees must be paid for. So applying that concept to vaccinations, are employers required to pay employees for the time that they spend getting the vaccination? And if not required, what are the best practices on that issue? Well, in the context of of the pandemic, if an employer adopts a policy such that they require employees to take the COVID vaccine, it is much more likely that the Department of Labor would take the position that if the employee is required to do that and it is done on non-working time, that the employer would be required to compensate the employee for that time. However, if it's not done pursuant to a mandate, if it's a voluntary vaccination, then it would be less likely that the position would be taken by the DOL that the person would need to be paid for it. It would be a matter of the employee's policies in terms of sick leave and whatever leave that the employer would provide for the employee to do that. Interestingly, also as a matter of state law, you'd have to look at your different jurisdictions in terms of what the the state laws would mandate with respect to that. And just, I found some guidance from one state, like for instance, the state of Nevada, that basically takes the position and looking at the the FLSA and taking the FLSA as their guidance, the the state of Nevada, for instance, has said that under the FLSA, if an employer is requiring employees to get vaccinated, the time off for obtaining the vaccine, even if it is non-working time, is likely to be compensable. And that is the case, you know, with respect to the mandate of the vaccine, if the employer has a mandatory policy. However, if the employer doesn't have a mandatory policy, as I said, it would not be the same. The employer wouldn't be required to pay for the time off. So the best practices, I think, would be to allow employees to use sick time, assuming, of course, there's no mandate, in order to get the vaccine or any other paid time off. Now, let's say that an employer, instead of requiring vaccination, wants to take a more encouraging position, the carrot approach versus the stick, so to speak. And short of mandating the vaccine, can an employer offer employees incentives to be vaccinated to try to encourage them to get it done? Yes, that is something that employers can do. Voluntary vaccination programs are, are, are something that the CDC recommends. The CDC has a toolkit by which it helps to educate employers about the vaccine. The toolkit specifically refers to essential workers, but it really is applicable to any workplace. 
it basically guides employers on educating employees about the vaccine and talks a bit about incentives. But some of the vaccine incentives that employers might give would include offering paid time off to get vaccinated and recover from any side effects, perhaps covering the costs associated with getting the vaccine. Employers can set up a clinic to administer the vaccine, provide transportation for people to get the vaccine. And then there are incentives such as gift cards and things like that that employers can give. There is some controversy, however, or or some problems that employers could face with respect to the vaccine incentives, because employees who don't wish to be vaccinated, let's say it's for a reason other than for disability or religion, may feel under pressure to do something that they don't feel is safe. For some people, there may be an issue that they have philosophically with regard to the vaccination. And for those who would be exempt from the requirement, let's say, for religious or for disability reasons, they may feel that there's a disparate impact upon them when they're not able to receive some of these incentives. So as a practical matter, the employer may need to basically try to improve morale by sort of giving maybe some alternatives to people who don't want to get vaccinated by, for instance, giving them time off to do a class and education on COVID prevention or something like that as sort of an alternative for those who are taking the time off to get vaccinated. So basically, the other thing is that under the FFCRA, with regards to employers being able to get tax incentives for providing a time off leave for getting the COVID vaccine, the Family First Coronavirus Act, which basically expired at the end of December, still can be used voluntarily by employers to provide leave. And one of the reasons for giving leave would be to get the COVID vaccine. So in the new legislation, the American Rescue Plan of Act of 2021, it notes that while the Congress extended the tax credits for under the Family First Coronavirus Act for covered employers through September 30th of 2021. So that can be a provision under which you can provide paid leave for those who are going to get the vaccine. Another issue that employers seem to be dealing with is whether they can demand proof that employees have been vaccinated or whether they just must simply take employees' word for it. And the phrase trust but verify comes to mind. I think that phrase was made popular by President Reagan in the 1980s. Of course, if it's by today's standards, if it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen. But (laughs) what are your thoughts on this? Can employers require that employees provide proof that they've been vaccinated or must they really just take their employees' word for it? Yes, employers can require employees to provide proof of vaccination. And as the EEOC has noted, Requiring proof of vaccination is not a medical inquiry under the ADA. However, if an employer asks why an employee did not get the vaccination, that may elicit information about a disability. So basically, the best practice for an employer would be to warn employees not to provide medical information as part of the proof of vaccination. You can provide your vaccine card, and that should be adequate proof of getting the vaccination. However, if someone is not going to get the vaccination and needs a reasonable accommodation, then the employer should have a way of making sure that the employee can provide whatever information they need to to show either 
their medical condition such that they would not be able to get the vaccination or provide information regarding their sincere religious belief under which they would be asking for the exemption of getting the vaccination. But the answer to the question is yes, employers can require proof of vaccination. Now, we continue to see surveys on some segments of the population saying that they will refuse to get the vaccination for a variety of reasons. What do you think in terms of how should employers deal with employees' objections or apprehensions about vaccination other than those based on disability or religion? Well, the important thing, I think, for employee morale is to build an environment where employees feel that they are heard. In our society today, there are many issues with the political state of of things and things that employees may have concerns about. And the whole backdrop of the coronavirus crisis and the issues with the vaccine are surrounding issues where employees may feel, looking at the whole situation, that things might have been rushed through for political reasons, that there are disproportionate impacts on certain populations, either of the disease or of the particular side effects that may result from the vaccine. And there are going to be a variety of opinions that are going to be expressed in the workplace by employees regarding these vaccines and whether or not they feel comfortable getting them. What the CDC recommends basically is that employers do their best to educate employees with regards to the vaccines and to build confidence in the employees, to dispel any myths about the vaccines, and to try to basically educate employees about basically the basic issues, what the, you know, what the facts are with respect to the vaccine and its side effects, and basically communicate and, and share key messages with staff The CDC has provided posters and information that can be shared with employees about the vaccines. It encourages employers to post these posters in break rooms and basically talking about the importance of the vaccine. As an employer, basically, you want to make clear to your employees that you support them and that you want them to do what's necessary to make a safe workplace. That ultimately is the goal, is safety. And if employees do not feel comfortable getting the vaccine, the measures that we take for social distancing and washing our hands and doing the things that we've been doing all along through the pandemic are the things that employers should encourage and require in the workplace, no matter whether or not an employee has been vaccinated or not. Yeah, that's a great point. And so obviously workplace safety remains a critical issue. And we've seen that OSHA intends to ramp up, particularly now under the Biden administration, as we continue to move through the pandemic. So as more of the general population gets vaccinated, should an employer still require masks and face coverings and require social distancing to the extent that they can? Absolutely. The CDC has recommended that employers not make any distinction between employees who have been vaccinated and who have not been vaccinated in the workplace. And definitely to observe the social distancing and masks and other mandates that have come down and that we've been observing throughout the pandemic. And the CDC has also said, there are certain things that we don't know with respect to the vaccines. 
So for instance, we know that the vaccines are able to prevent you from getting the disease or suffering from severe effects of the disease. But we do not know yet whether or not the vaccine prevents you from transmitting the disease. So given that that's the case, given what we don't know, in order to protect the workplace, it's best to remain in the mode of our vigilant mode that we've been in with regards to social distancing and hand washing and doing the things that we need to do to prevent the spread of the disease. It's just likely that more workers, more and more workers after they get the vaccine will be coming back into the workplace. So employers just need to be prepared that you will need to have a plan in place to deal with it once employees do start coming back to work more. And we all hope to be able to see more of each other you know, in the future anyway. So I think that it's going to be a time in which we still observe were the main components of what we've been doing over the past year to try to prevent the spread of the disease while more and more employees get vaccinated over the course of time. All good points. Well, Daryl, this has been a fascinating discussion. And I have to say, considering where we were a year ago, it's a pleasure to talk about vaccinations in light of what we've all been through. So thank you so much for your insights on this issue and for joining us today. You're welcome. If you'd like to connect with Daryl or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page, where you can also sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Tara Stingley. Thanks so much for listening.